Hey folks, it's Tom Bell here with Michael Bowling. We want to talk about some sad news that had happened after we had recorded our new show this week. And that's the passing of someone we've talked quite a bit about on our show, and that's Walt Disney's eldest daughter, Diane Disney Miller. Um, I, I'm not sure about how you feel, Michael, but I feel that if that were the extent of her resume, being Walt's daughter, that's probably, we probably wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't be recording this right now. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, Diane Disney Miller was instrumental in pushing ahead with the Walt Disney Concert Hall in downtown Los Angeles. Right. Um, you know, it was started with a $15 million gift from Lillian Disney, but it got bogged down over costs. Okay. And Diane Miller ensured the original design went ahead. Nice. And it was due to her that it finally opened in 2004. Wow. So. And um, But she didn't like living in the shadow of her father's celebrity, but she became more public, sometimes expressing strong opinions about the Disney company. And she round, roundly denounced you know, accounts of her father's life that she felt were inaccurate and unfair, right. in, including the recent opera The Perfect American stayed in London and Madrid that fictionalized the life of her father. And in August 2007, she sent a fax to a number of executives at the Walt Disney Company denouncing Neil Gabler's biography of her father that was published in 2006, titled Walt Disney, The Triumph of the American Imagination. Um, she called it a monstrous piece of libelous junk. Um, my parents were not the people he creates in this book, and I cannot understand my all of you who aided and abetted Gab Gabler in writing this book and who praise it and promote it can do without suffering serious qualms. So I think that's one of the many reasons that in 2009 she co-founded the nonprofit Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco that's primarily devoted to telling her father's story and clearing up all the misconceptions right. about him. And she once said, everything that I know about say about art history, good books, came from dad. And she was also president of the board of directors of the Walt Disney Family Foundation, which operates the museum and was a benefactor of the San Francisco Symphony and numerous other charities and was a great supporter of the arts. And it, the, her passing came as kind of a surprise. She wasn't, she wasn't ill. She had had a fall. Is that right? She had a fall. Um, it, her, she and her husband, Ron Miller, who, was, who had been the CEO, president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company until 1984, had purchased a vineyard in the Napa Valley in the early 70s. And in the mid-80s, Ron suggested they sort of dump Los Angeles and move up to Napa. And their intention was to upgrade the winery. But uh, I'll just upgrade the property, but they decided to construct their own winery in 1980. And in 81, they, they opened up the Silverado Vineyards Winery. And they had a home on the property, and it was there that she fell in September and then died of complications from that fall. So, um, so yeah, I mean, everybody was, um, was shocked. About because it seemed like we just saw her at the museum not that long ago, right, right. and this weekend past, I just had seen two of her children um, at the museum. What happens with the museum now? The museum will continue running. Okay. Um, they've they've um, the museum did issue a statement, mm -hmm. and they said it is with deep sadness that the Walt Disney Family Museum must share that Diane Disney Miller has passed away. Diane died of complications from a fall. Diane was the eldest daughter of Walt and Lillian Disney, wife to Ron Miller, mother of seven children. Grand, um, she was, and she was grandmother. They, she had 13 grandchildren. And actually, she had just welcomed um, her first great um, granddaughter. Um, she was a friend and an inspiration to us all. Words cannot begin to express our sadness at Diane's death. She was an extraordinary philanthropist and an enthusiastic supporter of the arts. Diane carried on her father's legacy with dignity, grace, and devotion. While the family appreciates your thoughts and prayers, we kindly request that their privacy is respected at this time. In lieu of flowers and gifts, donations may be made to the memorial fund that the Walt Disney Family Museum has created in honor of Diane Disney Miller. Donations will support the 
Museum's ongoing education efforts, exhibits, and programs. And in our show notes, we, will ha- we have a link to the memoriam that the museum has posted. It, will all- it also has an address where um, donations and cards can be sent to the family. Um, the museum went on to say services will be private, and the museum has not yet planned a public commemoration of Diane, but a possible program or event may be scheduled in the future. Now, I know the parks, um, or uh, the local, the Disneyland California Adventure already have their flags at half-staff, but I believe the, all, all of the U.S. parks will have their ha- flags at half-staff on Friday the 22nd, so tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Disney Studio lot in Burbank okay, cool. also has its flag at half staff. Uh, I think Bob Higer had something nice to say too about right. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, "Oh, go ahead." No, go ahead. Oh, he said, "We are deeply saddened by the loss of Diane Disney Miller, and our thoughts are with her family during this difficult time. As the beloved daughter of Walt Disney and one of his inspirations for creating Disneyland, she holds a special place in the history of the Walt Disney Company and in the hearts of fans everywhere." She will be remembered for her grace and generosity and tireless work to preserve her father's legacy, and she will be greatly missed by all who knew her. In her memory and honor, flags at the Disney Studio lot in Burbank and at our theme parks will be flown at half-mast. Very nice. Now, Diane Disney Miller and her husband Ron Miller regularly attended events at the Walt Disney Family Museum, and my wife and I have you have spoken to them several times and she was always an elegant presence um she avoided photographs and autographs you know because she didn't want guests to the museum to focus on she she wanted them to focus on the story of her father rather than herself and she didn't want to be put on a pedestal simply because she was Walt Disney's daughter but you know my wife and I were reminiscing about her you know last night and the times we spoke with them and we remember the first time we met diane disney miller and she was standing quietly in a corner of of what's now the museum's theater lobby waiting for a presentation to begin and in her very quiet calm manner she spoke to all of us who are waiting about obtaining all the attraction and movie posters that hang on the museum walls in that area and there are classic uh there are classic attraction posters from when Disneyland opened. And also, at the time, there were movie posters of Disney films from all around the world. They were in you know, all different languages. And she told us that she had to laugh at how many people enjoy buying and selling Disney memorabilia because she had no idea at the time. And she spoke about having to not let the sellers know she was acquiring the items for the museum and that and that her name was Disney because the price would immediately increase. <laughs> so, and it was sort of the same strategy that, you know, Walt Disney had to do when he acquired Florida. land for the parks, yeah, yeah, in Florida and even in um you know in Anaheim. So um and then Carol remembered a a, a couple a couple of times um where she would um meet with her because Carol as you know she has um, mobility issues so she always would sit she always has to sit in the back of the theater and that's where Diane and Ron always sit so because because she, she always you know believed in fading in the background right. and um, so many times Carol would find herself sitting next to Diane Disney Miller and and Ron and they would just you know, quietly slip in, and she always noticed how Diane would always get this beautiful sparkle in her eye when people, you know, spoke, you know, lovingly about her father. One of our favorite moments, though, happened one afternoon when we were walking to our car after a presentation. We were in front of the museum, and Carol was sort of walking slowly down the ramp, and Diane came walking next to her. And we could see that some of her family was standing in front of the museum steps, and they were talking as they waited for Diane to join them. But Diane didn't rush from Carol's side, and Carol thanked her for opening the museum and for sharing her father with all of us. And she told Diane that the museum opened at a very difficult point in Carol's life. Um, and that was the place where she was happy to send me, her husband, off to because it brought me such joy to be there. And Diane 
um, stopped walking and put her hand on Carol's arm and said, I see both of you here often, and it means so much to me that you appreciate my father and his works, and I should be thanking you for honoring me with your presence. And that was just such an incredible moment. And, you know, that she was just so sincere and so humble. Right. You know, that um, she really was a, a wonderful woman. And, you know, I, I know all of us who go to the museum are really going to miss seeing her walking around. And she didn't walk. I mean, she was 79, but she took the stairs to the museum two at a time. I mean, she was amazing. I mean, she was in excellent shape. I mean, she and Ron would ski regularly in, you know, in Aspen still and all that. So they, they, they continued to be athletic. But I, I know that her spirit will still be there, and I think those of us who go to the museum and, and, and you know, knew her will, I, I think we somehow, I, I think we sort of imagine, you know, there's the story of the park bench at Griffith Park, where, you know, and how Diane and Sharon were the inspiration as they rode the merry-go-round. They were the inspiration for Walt to think of Disneyland. And I think we now imagine... Now that, you know, that when Diane arrived in heaven, she joined Walt, Lillian, and Sharon on that bench, you know, and, and sort of reunited with them. So, um, but we know her legacy will live on through her philanthropic works, um, through the Walt Disney Concert Hall, and at the Walt Disney Family Museum that she worked so hard to establish. So. Thank you, Michael. Now we continue on with the rest of episode 221 of the Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition. Thanks. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell. I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, we give our guest Allison Henry some last-minute advice for her upcoming Disneyland vacation, and we cover what's new for the holidays at the Disneyland Resort. All that, plus this week's news, roundtable rapid-fire, and our Diz Boards Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. It was so Happy good. Happy holidays. See- Happy holidays. Oh, don't. Oh, not already. Yeah, I guess it's it's coming up. Please, it was good to see some not even... Our bird's not even thawed out yet. Yeah, no, huh? <laughs> it was so good to see some of you this last weekend. Yep. It's really that was fun. And our one dizzer that showed up to our meet, how depressing. But it was good to see him. It was we good to see him. him. Well, and we, we like, did it at the last minute anyway, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's us. Um, but that was nice that he came to say hi to us. Yes. Yeah. And I rewarded him. Yes, you did. He got a program. He did get a program. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. I thought he got a kiss. That was from Nancy. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and also Craig and Kylie were down here visiting, and it was yeah. so nice to see them and visit Craig with them. Craig is from our Orlando team. And then I had to come home, and I didn't want to. Did you see my post? Yes, and I was shocked because they haven't done that in about okay, so we were at the five or six Ho- years. At, at the Disneyland Hotel, and under our door the last morning was a letter saying, would you like to stay another night for only $129? I'm like, yes, 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 I would, but my train's leaving in an hour. So that was Isn't it amazing? I have not seen that since 2008. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Of course, it was a, it was, it was a, I, we were checking out on a Saturday which is something most people don't do, so that, that could be part of it. Yeah, but a lot of people check in on a Saturday just for one night. Yeah, true. In, in on Saturday, out on So, I mean, like I said, I have not seen that since since winter 2008. Um, one thing I noticed that I hadn't before, speaking of housekeeping, yeah. they have TVs at California Screaming. Has anybody seen those? Like do, doing a safety spiel? No. When you go upstairs, you know, and behind, they have two TVs, two flat screen TVs, doing a little safety video. I'm not sure how long they've been there. I haven't been on screaming in a while, but I saw those. I'm like, what? Those are new. 
Is that kind of like Storing Over California you, where they tell you that? Yeah, no, ahead. I don't think there's any much voice to it. It's just showing showing you how to get on it. Uh, what, what was Tom, did you actually say, what? Those are new, just I like, did, that, like uh, a high-pitched girl, schoolgirl voice? <laughs> I did, and, and then I put it in my phone so I would remember to tell you about it on the podcast. Okay. Wow. What? That's new. It's new. <laughs> I've never did they show that. you what to That's do? That's the most when... excited I've ever seen Tom about anything. Did they like, show he you? really inflected his voice <laughs> like that. Did they show you what to do when the when the train gets caught in the loop? No, yeah, or, 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 or at the top of the uh, top of the lift. How, how to safely puke? Yes, exactly. So it, well, and, it was funny because YouTube. I recognized one of the Imagineers in the video that was playing a dad. It's funny. That is funny, actually. Um, anything else in housekeeping? Um, kind of a housekeeping. Okay, go ahead, Tony. Um, well, I know that Michael, it's more of a preview. We're okay. going to do the whole News at 11 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael had asked to, for me to compare Blue Bayou with, um, Carthay Circle Theater. Mm-hmm. So, of yes. course, I don't need to be asked to do that. So, of course, um, <laughs> my girlfriend and I went to Carthay Circle Theater and I'm just going to preview best meal in the history of food. Nice. Like, Blue Bayou shouldn't even, they don't even deserve to exist. Like, really, they don't after that. <laughs> like, that's all wow. I'm going to say. I'm going to wow. give yeah. a full review later. But it was, like, how could this speak? Even this is good. That's all I'm going to say. So. In the same kind of voice that Tom talks to Stephanie. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, I just want to let, um, that I'm going to do a review soon. Mm-hmm. The official review, but it was like, like, oh no, I can't say that because that'd be inappropriate. But I was gonna make a joke, so I gotta be careful how I say this. Um, it's I thought it's it slapped Napa Rose in the face. Like to be perfectly wow. honest with you, like I just like hands down. So I'm just gonna let that go, and then maybe now everybody's gonna want to hear the review. <laughs> oh, nice. Definitely, I do. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I want to mention that. Something we're gonna, I'm gonna be doing next year, starting in next year. I'm gonna re- yeah. be reviewing some of the good neighbor hotels and motels. Yay! Yay! But so, yay. yay, I know. So if you have a favorite good neighbor hotel, or if there's a good neighbor hotel that you want to know more about, email me directly, tom at wdwinfo.com, and let me know which one it is. And so that'll help me decide which ones I review and in which order I review them. Good. So if you would do that, Looking I would Looking forward to that. I've yeah. been wanting to do that for ages. Yep. And we actually, Tony and I ate at a Good Number Hotel the other night, and that's another upcoming dining review. <laughs> uh, don't forget about our Arizona meet. Nicole is recruiting people to help with an Arizona meet, and I always have links to that in the show notes, so take a look for that. Um... Mary Jo, you got anything? You always have a housekeeping. I do. Um, just letting people know who are going to be going this weekend. The View has been filming at the Disneyland Resort. They're almost um, done. They'll be done on the 22nd. So, unfortunately, the you can't go through the castle. And or you, around next to it either. Or around um, next to it. So it'll be nice no when way. they... It'll be nice when they remove all of their television gear so that people can mm-hmm. go back to enjoying the park. That was it. It was just, okay. I mean, cool. it's nice that they're doing the view. I yeah. don't know why they're doing it now during the, the holiday holidays. season. Probably that, just that to promote the fact that holidays are here now. Well, yeah. I think it's not Thanksgiving yet, so I can understand. But um, So yeah. hopefully all of that will be cleaned up by this weekend so that everybody can go back yeah, and enjoy it. Yeah, they usually move that kind of stuff out quickly. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was horrible. That's all I Any other housekeeping? I do. Yeah, go ahead. This is another one of my little one percenter issues that Tony enjoys so much. But uh, <laughs> first little problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just just when I thought it was safe to pull out my Premier Pass, <laughs> I found out that it's not. Carol and I are planning. We are planning like a family reunion in Walt Disney World in May. And we'll be celebrating our granddaughter's fifth birthday. So oh. we're, we've been busy planning. And one of the things that we're doing is we're getting on 
uh, my Disney experience, and we're you know putting in our DVC reservations, and we're staying in three different resorts, which is causing problems of its own, and then um, signing up for our dining reservations. Well, then we go to link our premier passes. Well, <laughs> what do you, you think? Right? No, you got it. The top most expensive pass there is cannot be linked to my what? Disney experience. Pete, Pete talked about that last week or the week before. Yeah. He, show. Yeah, and he mentioned he downgraded yeah. as a result. Yeah. And so, which means, you know, we can't get fast pass, pass, oh, I can't even say it, mm-hmm. but I can't get it, so what difference does it make? Um, you can't get fast pass, pa- dear Lord, Tom, say it for me. <laughs> fast pass plus. That's it. And um, so, Carol got a hold of, of a very nice uh, cast member on the phone, and who had no idea this issue was going, well, sort of knew this was going on, so they have IT involved right now to see what they can do to get our numbers into the system. I'm sure it's that Derek fellow that got us into the system in the first place, <laughs> but um, who only works Monday through Fridays. So we haven't heard anything. It's This has been a few well, days now. Let, let, let me know, because I'm, I'm going back there for Dizapalooza, and I have, I have, but I haven't hooked anything up with my magic band because I, like, I knew it was caused with the premiere. Plus, um, my pass expires six days before I travel. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's going to cause trouble because yeah. I'll have a different number to put in when I renew and it's just, I, I haven't even worried about it. Well, for the one percent who has that pass, when they finally get it fixed and everything, should send an email to Michael so they can yeah, thank exactly. Carol for <laughs> thank Carol for fixing it for everybody. Yeah, really, really. And also, we've learned that the online dining reservations for Disney World work differently than calling in for your dining reservations. If you're moving from resort to resort and you want to, you know, make your reservations ten days out, you've got to call in and make your dining reservations. Because the online resort doesn't recognize that you're moving from resort to resort. And you can get, and which means it won't allow you to book 10 days out, depending upon when you're moving. And they didn't know that in the online, when you call in. They had no idea the online dining worked that way. So, yeah, so, so be warned. Um, let's see. Don't forget about chat nights. Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, click on, click on chat at the top of the disboards. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we each have our own individual accounts, or you can email dlpodcast at www.info.com, and that goes to all of us. And we're getting lots of spam, so if we don't answer, you might want to email us again. <laughs> Unless you really are trying to sell us Ugg boots and Louis Vuitton bags. Um, um iTunes, leave us a review. Yeah, there you go. iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, you can also subscribe uh, uh, to our show at disunplugged.com. That's link. That's where we'll have links to subscribe via iTunes or RSS feed. Um, that's also where you'll find show notes, uh, links to anything we talk about, any videos or web pages or anything like that in our rapid fires. You'll have we'll have links to those at disunplugged.com, just find the link for that particular show that you listen to. And you can also leave comments there that and I I tend to see those. So um follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on live stream. We're always we're we're sometimes posting things live from the parks. Uh follow us on YouTube. Lots of videos going up. Um like we said Craig from the Atlanta show was back here uh, for a few days and took a lot of videos. Those are up on the board, on, on the information side, on the Diz. Um, some new ride throughs. I'm sure we'll have some new park bench videos going up. Um, anything else in housekeeping? Cool. Okay. Over to Tony with the news. Firefighters recently rushed to Dis- a Disneyland facility to find that where there's smoke, there's not always fire. Firefighting units from Disneyland and a single unit from Anaheim were activated recently and in morning when smoke began wafting from a storage facility at the park, an Anaheim Fire Department supervisor said. The fire in a commercial storage facility on a Disney backlot was reported around 1.26 a.m. 
the supervisor said, adding that light smoke was visible at the scene, but the Anaheim unit was not needed. There was no fire, it was just smoke, another fire department official said. The smoke appeared to be coming from a large storage facility at the Disneyland backlot behind the It's a Small World attraction, a news photographer reported from the scene. Two Disney firefighting units were still at the scene off the 1,000 block of Westball Road 50 minutes after the first call, but that was all there was, was smoke. Weird. You yeah. know what? I am personally glad that the Anaheim Fire Department and such responds so quickly to such a minor incident. It <laughs> makes my Disneyland. my safety in the park feel so much better. <laughs> I'm you really so want like, fire engulfing all of Disneyland? You say you're uh, safe. No, in the park. I'm saying I feel safe that they're going to take care of it before I go up and smoke. Before I am, before I am fried more than the uh, chimichangas. Oh, oh, oh Nancy, I think you're fried right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, just because we're talking holidays, yeah, she's, yeah, she's on, in the holiday spirits. I got my snowman. She's drinking mug. the holiday spirits. I have my snowman mug, my bourbon, and my reduced fat eggnog. And. And I've had a lot of fears at Disneyland, fears I might get mugged, you know, fears I have to go upside down on a roller coaster. But I've never, ever had the fear that I'm going to be engulfed in flames. flames. Oh, my gosh. Except except when watching World of Color. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. That's true. You're right. That always worries me that that flamethrower is going to point in the wrong direction. So I always stand behind my son. At least you don't wear too much cologne where that would be a problem. Yeah, that would be a problem. (laughs) Okay. Uh huh. Disney has kicked off a social campaign. The vast media empire that is the Disney Company is attempting to wrap its giant Mickey Mouse arms around the untamed wilds of social media with the launch of a year-long marketing campaign capitalizing. Three years too late, I think. Right? Yeah. 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 Starting with MySpace. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Thanks for laughing. Where nobody got that. Okay. Um, With the launch of a year-long marketing campaign capitalizing on budding web celebrities. Wait, was that us? No. Um, Fans of the company. They wanted us to cover it, though. Interesting. (laughs) Fans of the company are encouraged to tag their content shared on social networks. With the text Disney side, as in, this is the Disney side of my life. The campaign, campaign, I'm really having troubles. The campaign kicked off recently, and I didn't have bourbon. The campaign kicked off <laughs> Maybe recently. Maybe you should. I know. At Disneyland with the debut of videos, photos, and songs created in partnership with 25 people and animals. The web celebs have an ongoing following of tens of millions, as well as combined views in the billions on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and other networks. The artists added a Disney touch to their web-famous photos, videos, and songs. A father and daughter musical team with 26 million YouTube views performed a version of Toy Story's You've Got a Friend in Me. Aww. Perpetually angry-looking Grumpy Cat and fashionable French bulldog Trotter Pup, who is big on Instagram, posed on Disney landmarks. Ridiculously photogenic guy, not me, just so you guys know. <laughs> perfect smiling face. While running a 10K one in 15 minutes of internet fame was inserted into Disney ride photos. Asked what the financial relationship is with the artists, Leslie Ferraro, Disney's executive vice president of marketing, said, We commissioned some of the work, but the details are private. Most of the content was posted to Disney-owned social media channels. The teams had a lot of fun searching the internet and finding the right talent, the right people that were really a good fit for us. They could create content that was family-friendly, Ferraro said. We weren't telling them you have to do this, you have to do that. It was really done together with them. You know, I personally like the Grumpy Meets Grumpy Cat campaign. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> it was. It was fun. And that was apparently a big thing for America's sweetheart, Aaron Glover, our lovely Disney rep. <laughs> I know she, I'm not... Sorry, I know I'm not the... um. Like the, I don't, you know, I'm not big on this whole internet thing with social <laughs> internet media, thingy. as you guys noticed from my lack of Facebook post. But what, um, isn't the whole point that like there's the meme and then it's gone? So isn't there a concern that you're gonna get on a train that's gonna have already passed the the station? 
it's not the first time for Disney to get on the train that passed the station. Am I wrong? I'm asking you guys. You know, right now they're right now they're catching the train. Grumpy Cat is hot right now. Um, thank God it wasn't Honey Boo Boo. That's all I gotta say. Thank God it wasn't Honey Boo Boo. Um, but you know they're hitching their wagons to people who have made their um, their fame and their personal oomph through a good idea, through YouTube, through just different. You know they they refer to the one from Instagram. They're trying really hard. They've already entered those markets. You know, Disney has their own Instagram channels. They have, I mean, how many of us have gotten responded to by DCA today just because we posted something up? I mean, I know they follow Tom. They follow me. They follow Mary Jo now. So. And, and you know, we, sh- we should mention that if you are in the parks, make sure you're following at DCA today and at Disneyland today. And yeah. if you have questions while you're there, tweet them, and they yeah. they have people sitting at the computers waiting for tweets to come in, and they will answer you. I yep. like that. It's really, really cool. It is, and it's fun, too. And sometimes they'll say, come to a certain place and meet us, and they might have a button. Not or, as cool uh, as our buttons, but yes, they have buttons. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Kylie, for the nice buttons. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she listens. That's okay. Craig listens. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Hi, Craig. How's it going? Nice seeing you. Hope you had we a nice had a flight. Great time. Have a good cruise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, that was just a it's, nice It's a podcast little... just for one person now. Yeah. Oh, well, that's goodness. The news. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Let's get out of that. All right, thank you. It's time for Rapid Fire. Let's start with Michael. All right, well, we've been spending the last few weeks talking about all the Christmas activity at the Disneyland Resort, and now it's that time of year where it's the handmade candy cane craze is going to begin. And the dates for the candy cane adventure is are out. And for folks that might not know what this is, is that the, the homemade candy canes at Disneyland have uh, are just, for a lot of people, this is the must-have item of the year. And they are and, uh, so good. So good. I've bought them before. Yeah. So right now they, they have not released information on how this is going to work, um, but the candy cane making will be alternating between the Candy Palace on Main Street USA and Disneyland and Trolley Treats over at Buena Vista Street at Disney, um, Disney California Adventure. Um, what's happened in the past is that you're not supposed to line up before park opening, but people do. And, I mean, there are people that are there at terrible hours of the morning, and they give you wristbands. And the way it happened last year is there were 40 wristbands per batch, and there were three batches per day. So that meant that 120 wristbands were given out at park opening. So the earlier you're there, the earlier that you get your batch. Um, this year, it appears that one wristband will get you one candy cane. So if you have people with you, you have to be together as a group. They're not going to give out wristbands for anyone who is not with you. So lines will start at whatever candy kitchen is producing candy canes for the day. So walk fast to or okay. walk with purpose to either, like I said, the Candy Palace or Charlie Treats when you enter the park. Cast members will be there to guide you. Um, your wristband will have the date and batch time on it, so you can pick up your candy cane any time after your batch time. You have to pick up your candy cane by 4 o'clock. If you don't pick it up by 4, it'll be sold to someone in the standby line. Woohoo! And the cost is $12.99. These are big candy canes. Yes, and- they are. Okay, so the dates. Now, these dates are subject to change. Additional dates may be added. You want to check Disneyland.com for the theme park openings. But at the Candy Palace at Disneyland, it is Friday, November 29th, Tuesday, December 3rd, Friday, December 6th, Tuesday, December 10th, Friday, December 13th, Tuesday, December 17th, Friday, the 20th, 
Sunday the 22nd and Tuesday the 24th. Wow, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, it, they've never gone that late before. Oh, oh, just wait till you hear what's supposedly happening at Charlie Treats. And remember, oh these dates are subject to change. Saturday, November 30th, and then Monday, December 2nd, Saturday, December 7th, Monday the 9th, Saturday the 14th, Monday the 16th, Saturday the 21st, Monday the 23rd, and yes, Wednesday the 25th. Wow, Christmas oh Day. My. How, yeah. how cool would that be, though, to get a candy cane right on Christmas Day? Okay. That would be a really nice souvenir. So That would be. That would be nice. So it'd be official. Kissed by <laughs> Chris Kringle himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ew. <laughs> so, what if he, like, dribbles and drools on it? Well, he oh. has that beard to mock it up. Now, for more information, or if you <laughs> want to... So for beard. more... For more Chris inform- Kringle is not drinking the bourbon. <laughs> you are. Okay? Yeah, but beard hairs on your peppermint candy. Cane. Stop. <laughs> For more information, or if you want to confirm wow. weekly dates before you go, check Disneyland's Candy Kitchen hotline at 714-781-0112. So enjoy your candy canes. Thank you, Mark. Hey, Nancy, I'm just warning you because I can tell where this is going. Tom is channeling Wayne, so nothing inappropriate. <laughs> Did you see that? He said, no, "Stop!" Like, I, mean, I felt like I got scolded, and I just was just, just tell, just, okay, I'll be good, and you better be good because that's Tom's. People expect this out of me. Yeah, no. All right, uh, well, thank you, Michael, Mary Jo. Before Mike, before you stop, Michael, I have a question regarding the candy yes. canes. Can you watch them make the candy canes? Do they do that in the kitchen with the window? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, that would be really neat to see them form the candy canes. And, and it's okay. usually a crowd outside the window, so when during the making time, you have to um, kind of know when the time is to get a good position, especially on Main Street or even worse. You said they're making them down at um, Pooh's? Trolley Treats. Trolley Treats. Oh, okay, so they are making them oh. trolley treats and not down in, in Pooh's Corner. No. Were you listening to when he was talking? I had a moment. I'm okay. sorry. All right. <laughs> the Mary Jo. Oh, but um, you do have to beware of imitations. They do sell candy canes that are already pre-made and wrapped. They they look similar, but yes. but they are not like the Disneyland and DCA handmade candy canes. I also think they're slightly more expensive. I thought less. I think they're about the same price, but are they? No, they are the same price because I okay. am almost duped. Yeah. Okay, so watch out for those. Yep. Watch but if you're not going to eat them, who cares? Just... They look the same. But it wouldn't be the one that you watch them make. Oh my god! It's a big okay. difference. All right, Major. Um, some sad news for those who are fans of Billy Hill and the Hillbillies at Disneyland. Um, they it's been announced that this is their last year and their last performance will be on January 6th. So there's, um, they do have a large fan base and there's a lot of very upset people. And they have some petitions out to save Billy Hill and the Hillbillies and we'll see how that pans out. But, um, I was sad to see that note also. I really enjoy all the characters, whether it's the uh, Elvis Billy that we all know and love or, or the other team members. This, this last week, um, last weekend, Nancy and I were at Disneyland, and I watched their performance, and they're having the holiday show right now, and they're yeah. just so talented, and people just, they just bring a smile to everybody, so. Yep. Another. Have a uh, moment of silence. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, they're it's, not it's gone just, yet, but yeah. They're not gone yet. A moment of prayer. So just just remember that. Aladdin was going away, and we were getting Toy Story the musical. Just well, saying. and yep, and uh, the petition to save Aladdin worked, and so for if people, for those of you who really don't want them to go, um, there's you can go on Facebook to find the petition, um, or just Google petition save Bill, the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies, and you can sign it. Um, also, email directly to Disney or paper mail directly to Disney gets even even more notice than a petition would. So Or or stop at City Hall when yep. you do visit. Yep. Visit Definitely. over there. Yep. 
All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Um, oh, that's me next. Wow. <laughs> and I haven't even been drinking yet. <laughs> um, oh. I'd be glad to share. What's, yeah. Could you, could you p- pass it around? Pass it around. The- <laughs> Might get the computer a little uh, <laughs> shorted. All right. So I'm going to talk about Christmas begins at Knott's Berry Farm on Thanksgiving, of course, November 28th. couple new things. The Wilderness Dance Hall in Ghost Town will be home to Santa's Christmas Cabin. You can take picture with the jolly old elf or enjoy treats, holiday treats like Santa's homemade cookies, a Sunday bar, or hot chocolate topped with hand-carved chocolate shavings. Mm. Also new is the Ghost Town and Calico Railroad will celebrate Christmas on Engine 41. Climb aboard a vintage rail car and meet an ever-changing group of Ghost Town residents eager to share their Christmas plans with you. And, of course, all the returning favorites. Uh, it's Christmas Snoopy, the ice show at the at the Charles M. Schultz Theater. Uh, Bridge Cage Theater will once again feature a Christmas carol alternating with Gift of the Magi. Magi? Magi, Magi. Yeah, Gift of the Magi. So, so, Magi. I'm confused. Uh, That'd Christmas- be John. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Christmas Crafts <laughs> Village is back, and the Snoopy's Merriest Tree Lighting is back on the Calico stage. I hope so. they improve the crafts there. I've I've gone to it every year, and it seems that they don't have the variety uh-huh. that they had in the past. It's still a fun fair to go to. Uh-huh. There's still a lot to to see, but I'm I'm hoping they bring back more of the original. I will crafts. be I'll be there on the day after Thanksgiving, so I will check it out and I will report back. Cool. All right, Nancy. Okay, I have two, but I'll go first real quick um, with the Thanksgiving meals at Disney Parks. Yay! So there's a lot of places this year, um, and you can find all of the food items in the uh, Disney Parks blog. Their post was from November 14th, but not only do... um, does the Disneyland Hotel have its annual family Thanksgiving feast for seventy three ninety nine plus tax? Actually, and we have all the pricing. And prices all- okay. Prices go to the website, but yeah. that food is usually really good at the big feast. But it is expensive. They yep. do take pass holder discounts and DVC discounts. Um, there are full meals at Wine Country Trattoria, at Storytellers, PCH Grill. Um, turkey cr- stuffing and cranberry sauce traditional is it both um, and also the Blue Bayou is going to be having its take on it um, in a fancy sort of way there is probably a sold out one at the Napa Rose Steakhouse 55 has classic with a twist and they're mentioning a couple of other smaller um, eateries inside the park Pacific Wharf, Wharf Cafe special turkey pot pie soup um Red Rockets Pizza Port's got something. Rancho de Zocalo has something. Um, and Cafe Orleans has even a turkey crepe. So check out the uh, blog or the website for all of that. Cool. Yay. And my second one was something Mary Jo and I actually got to do yesterday, that we, or two days ago, that we thought was super-duper-duper-duper duper fun. We... Dun dun dun! Come on! <laughs> Colored the fun wheel. Woo! They they have a game on on the fun wheel before World of Color Winter Dreams that we stumbled upon, right, Nancy? Yes, we actually heard the guys behind us talking you about must not it. Read our website because it was up there. <laughs> well, you know, we all get busy, and yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we've been getting a lot of spam lately. <laughs> so this is uh, Mickey's fun wheel, or it's called the Fun Wheel Challenge. Yes, it's called yes. the Fun Wheel Challenge, and it actually starts a half an hour before the first World of Color show. So this actually kind of replaces the big puppet show almost. You know, remember they used to always have like a little pre-show in front of World of Color a couple of years ago where they had these big giant puppets, and it was just something to entertain the very first crowd. Well, now um, you... Go to your smartphone or your pad, um, and you go to your wireless, you go to your Wi-Fi, and you select the peer wheel Wi-Fi. 
have a special Wi-Fi set up for this. Um, and it actually works better than most of Disney's Wi-Fi. <laughs> so yeah. that's a thing. Well, I was amazed at how fast it was. Um, then when you open your browser on your smart device, you will automatically be directed into the peer wheel program. And if you don't know how to play, which, you know, since obviously we had never heard of this, we had to figure it out on our own, um, it actually gives you a little tutorial on what to do. And it also gives you a little fact even also. But the gist of it is this. You're playing Simon with the fun wheel. Everybody knows what Simon is. Simon's that little game where you, you know, it gives you a color and you have to repeat the color. Um, It gives, you play Simon with the fun wheel and whoever wins each round gets to control the color patterns on the fun wheel for that round. Or for that inner session. So it's like two win? No, I came close once, but no. <laughs> we got, I mean, we were 14, I think somebody once got 17,000, right, Nancy? I thought it was 17,000, but I could be wrong. That was the very first game we did. Okay. So, I so can't so make sure, some, But at the end of the day, make sure you have some juice in your smartphone to be able to yeah. play. Yeah, definitely. Just run it for half an hour. So I think we said there was something the, like yeah. The blog said it was going to be forty-five minutes, but it, it may just be half an hour. Well, it was it, just we, the first night that they ran it, so it could be yeah. that maybe in, in the later times it will be longer. But every um, as word spread out, more and more people were logging on and playing against each other. Nice. And it was very entertaining. What was really fun was. When you're looking at your smartphone, it, it's got a clock ticking down to when the next game starts. And all of a sudden, you'll see a picture of a fun wheel. All of a sudden, it'll be replaced with an arrow basically telling you, look up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll show you when to focus on the wheel. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer. And then it'll go back to when to focus on, all of a sudden the fun wheel will relight up on your phone. And that's when you start punching. You get time bonuses. So if the faster you can remember the sequence and punch the sequence in when, once you see it pop back up on your phone, um, the better. They do run the sequences long enough so even the slowest sequencer can follow it. So Children can easily do this game with your phone. The only thing I would not recommend families, parents of small children, if one person is going to play the game, one person should play the game and the other one should pay attention to the kids because it will suck your brain in so (laughs) nice. All right. Cool. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, Tony. Okay. SeaWorld because, you know, I'm the – I've uh, I carried the flag Diego. for San Diego. Yeah. The king of San Diego. That's awesome. Like my whole life, I've wanted someone to say that. Right. <laughs> Anyways, even though I don't live there anymore. Okay, so I'm going to let you know about SeaWorld at Christmas. Uh-huh. And um, I just realized, did we talk about that on the show that I wasn't on? No. Good. No. All right. Talk about SeaWorld at Christmas. SeaWorld's Christmas celebration will begin November 16th through January 4th. And in their words, an ocean of fun awaits you and your family this holiday season at SeaWorld's Christmas celebration. We're going to be transported to a wintry world beneath the sea where more than one million lights illuminate the sky and seasonal holiday shows will put you in full holiday cheer. Be sure to join us at Snow World, our winter wonderland designed especially with you and your little ones in mind. So that's one of the things that you, one of their many things. I'll give you a little bit more of information in a second. You can dine and can have breakfast with Shamu and Santa. Whenever I think of um, Santa, I'm always thinking of orcas. It's just, they are just so, they go together so well. But you can eat breakfast with Shamu and Santa, and that would be $26. Yes. Also, you can, they're offering a 2014 fun card with cute little, um, uh, snowflakes on them at two, 2013 prices. I don't yeah. know whether the prices are going to change in 2014, but that's what their, their little ad says. They're, um, uh, wintry wonderland to give you a little bit more about that. They're going to have snow. I remember as a kid always wanting to go to the snow world at SeaWorld. Um, it'll be weekends, November 16th to January 4th. Shamu will have a special Christmas show 
Clyde and Seymour has a Christmas sh- a special. Those are going to run on um, special dates. Snow World, where you get to play with snow, is open daily November 16th to January 4th. Shamu's Christmas show. I just, I just, sorry, I'm, it's, I'm laughing in my head because I'm thinking of the whole, like, you know, Bob Hope Christmas shows, you know? I know I'm dating myself, and here's Shamu, you know, out on stage with his little golf club. Anyways, <laughs> you know, thank you for laughing. I was like, you know, but you know, hey, it's Shamu, you know, Christmas is the time of year. Anyways, he's going to be doing the same jumps, but somehow it'll be Christmassy. Uh, weekends, November 16th. Um, he'll be jumping through a wreath. Yeah, exactly. 23rd and 24th, 29th and 30th. December 1st, 7th and 8th, 14th and 15th, and daily December 21st to January 4th. Clyde and Seymour's Christmas special, November 16th to 17th, 23rd and 24th, 29th through 30th, December 1st, and nightly December 6th through January 4th. The Pets Rural Christmas Show is open daily, November 16th to January 4th. Visit Santa's Reindeer in Training, November 16th to January 4th. And I told you about um, Breakfast with Shamu and Santa. Um... Let's see. That's, I guess they're big, um, sham. Oh, the, I'll give you a little bit more information on the Pets Royal Christmas. Oh, please. Okay. Okay, so they're getting, okay, here's the scene. Christmas <laughs> in full swing at the Pets Royal Stadium. Join your favorite pets, including dogs, cats, pigs, birds, and more, as they rush to get ready for this holiday. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought that was the buffet. <laughs> As the, winter, as the season of winter begins, the pets partake in winter games, a frisbee snowball fight, I don't know what that is, building Frosty the Snowman and creating a wintry wonderland full of amazing decorations. Celebrate Christmas the only way a pet knows how, with glee and excitement. <laughs> hmm. and the, the dog sells its collar to buy a yeah, chew exactly. toy for the cat. <laughs> the cat's... Oh, sorry. I, um, Shamu, okay, the Shamu's Christmas. Shamu and friends celebrate Christmas with music and merriment, including live singers. Ooh. Killer whales sing? No, live, well, I'm just, I'm curious as to where the stage is gonna be, if there's a splash or whatever. Live singers, we're really, I'm really, we, I really shouldn't be that much of a smart aleck with SeaWorld as I'm trying to, like, get everybody to go to San Diego. <laughs> including live singers, a saxophonist, I'm there, um, and Christmas. <laughs> Kitty G has a, has a new career. Shamu Stadium transforms into a winter wonderland with Christmas trees, decorations, and beautiful Christmas scenes on the 80-foot-wide LED screens. There's no other way to celebrate the season. Of course not. So that is SeaWorld at Christmas. And then one other thing to tell you, for those Black Friday people, um, this is only for email subscribers, so get on their email list. Obviously, I am. Um, they're going to have Blue Friday sale, November 29th to December 2nd. They're not telling you what it is, but it says it's a four-day sale is one you won't definitely want to miss. This is SeaWorld? Yeah, so I don't know what they could be offering other than a discount on their pass. Right. Because it's not like, I was like, oh, I need my Shamu merchandise. Like, so November 29th to December 2nd, if you're an exclusive email subscriber, you'll get some... Let us, let us know what, tweet, tweet that, would you, Tony? Oh, sure. On the, tw- on the 29th, let us know what it is. I'll get my email and let everybody know. So anyways, okay, that's cool. World at Christmas. Thank you, Tony. Time for our thread of the week. Mary Jo? This week's thread comes from Jaxi82, who's uh, been on the Diz since March of 2013. Um, and Jaxi has, her thread is, just for fun, right poll. And so I'm going to read off six questions, and you, I want you guys to think about these answers because I'm going to go around the virtual uh, California Okay, three rides you absolutely must ride at the Disneyland Resort, so it could be at either park. Three rides you are not huge on. The ride you think is underrated. The ride that you think is overrated. The ride you have never ridden but you want to, and the ride you've never ridden but you, you'll never go beyond it. Okay, and I'm going to start with Nancy this time. Oh, man. Okay, so you should know better than to start with Nancy. <laughs> okay, I so never, I never start with Nancy. Categories so. again. So three rides you, three rides you absolutely must ride on. Small World. Okay. Oh my God, this varies every time. Um, 
Me personally or what we end up always doing? No, you personally. Oh, it was just Nancy going and Nancy and, and think fast. <laughs> okay, move on. Question two. Okay. Anyway, usually small world, maybe the... Oh, God, I don't know. We'll just skip the other two. Small world is our usual have to. Um, okay. Go on. Next, three, next question. Three rights or one for you that you are not huge on? I am not huge on Tower of Terror. Okay. I'm not huge on California Screaming. And I am not huge on Splash Mountain. Oh, actually, I'd be not huger on Goofy Sky School because that's even a work now, a worse neck master upper. Okay, so what? And I'll instead of right, I'm going to say attraction. What attraction do you think is underrated? Wow. One quick top of your head. Oh gosh, pass. There, there are several of them, but I could probably go on. Overrated. Overrated Space Mountain. <gasps> the ride mm. you've never ridden, but you want to. Right, I've never ridden, but I want to. See, I only have two that I've never ridden. And that's Tower of Terror and Space Mountain, and we all, I mean, not so Space Mountain, Tower of Terror and, and California Streaming, so, and, and, and I don't go really. In, those go in the other category. Yep, that you've never ridden, but you don't care to. Yeah, never okay. ridden, I don't care to. Oh, the swinging car per, part of the fun wheel, because I like the standard, but I don't like the swingy. I've never okay. ridden on it, but I don't want to. Okay. But I've ridden Tony, on the ride. Tony, three rides you must ride on. Okay. Space Mountain. Can it be a? Wait, sorry, because I don't listen. Um, can it be a? It's California Adventure. Either one. Okay. Uh Um, the uh, what do you call it? Radiator Springs Racers, Space Mountain, and Indiana Jones. Good. Okay. Which attractions are you not huge on? Oh, not huge. It's different. Um. The, oh, the ones that I'm like, ah, uh, whatever. Um, right. Well, I think Tom and I both agree that the uh, Goofy Sky School, you know, right, is, is, is garbage. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm not big on any of the California Adventure things that are still reminding me of a carnival other than the Ferris wheel. Because to me, they're not disney enough. Like the swings and the... Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm scared of them, true. But um, <laughs> I I just don't like that they're not themed or anything like that. Okay. Okay, and then overrated. Oh, my gosh. Overrated. Underrated first. Oh, underrated. First. Underrated. Um, I think Big Thunder is kind of underrated. Okay. I just and think, then which... I just and think why? it's a really... I, I think it's a great ride. And... It never seems to have that big of a line for a roller coaster, and I just think it's, I just think it's really, I just, I think it's, I think it's underrated. I think people kind of forget about it. Just wait till after the refurbishment. Yes. That's why there's no line, because it's not working and I'm just standing <laughs> in there. But no, we're, but I mean in general. Um, we're, we're just hoping that they don't do to it what they did to Matterhorn. Okay, and overrated? Overrated, an overrated ride. Um. Hmm. Okay. Send the emails to Tony at www.info.com. Dumbo. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I okay. I know the ride itself. If that wasn't Dumbo and it was, let's say they were little cars of me. Okay. <laughs> My face. Wait, I would pay to ride. Look, I'm riding in Tony's head. <laughs> yeah. Then it wouldn't be that good of a ride. Like it's just because of the story of Dumbo. I'm just so saying. So what do we ride. use to move it up and down? Do we guide the hair like uh okay, okay, like Ratatouille? <laughs> no, no, like like Remy does in Ratatouille, uh, okay. where he that would be where funny. he stands on his head and pulls the. No, but I'm just saying the ride itself, like the mechanical ride itself. Eh. Okay. 
What ride have you never ridden but you want to? There's nothing I haven't ridden that I want to. Okay, I, so then. Because I'm a wuss and I don't want to go on scary rides. So. Okay, so name one that you've never ridden and you don't, you'll never go on it. That's not true. The right person can get me to go on anything. Okay. So. <laughs> Possibility. So five or six answers. Okay, Tom, what about you? Three rides you absolutely must ride. Space Mountain, definitely. Um, usually Star Tours or Racers. Sometimes Buzz is on that list just because it's convenient, but I don't have to. I just go. Okay, and three that you are not huge on? Matterhorn, Splash Mountain, Goofy Sky School. Fast. Which attraction do you think is underrated? Golden Zephyr. Okay. Also and Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. And the one you think is overrated? The Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, just really quick, is not just for kids. That's actually a really nice area to go to. Yep. Um, um, overrated. overrated. Send the letters to Tony at. W- <laughs> I'm gonna say Peter Pan. Gasp. What? Okay. Based on the weight. True. Per <clears throat> enjoyment factor. That, that weight was there when I was a young kid. That one in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I remember we used to wait an it, hour. I probably get less letters for that answer than the answer I was going to give. Which was gonna my my first answer was gonna be Pirates of the Caribbean. You think it's overrated? Yeah. Wow. Well, Sorry. Okay. You, you, um, there's nothing my... I've never ridden. Um. Is there any one? Okay, since you've ridden on everything, is there one that you've ridden that you'll never go back on? I I try to avoid Matterhorn. Okay, and we know. Just, we know why. He's got a bony butt. Yeah, it's just too bumpy. <laughs> Mr. Bowling, three All rides right. you absolutely must go on. Okay, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Haunted Mansion, and Matterhorn at Night. Despite nice. I hate That's the bumpy ride, than I, although I hate the new cars. Three rides I am not huge on. Um, California Screamin'. Um Basically, all of the sideshow carnival attractions at Paradise Pier. Same like Tony. Yeah, yeah. So all of those. Except I like Toy Story Midway. I I don't count Toy Story Midway Mania in that. That makes sense. So it's the 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 out-of-the-box carnival rides. Yeah, yeah. And even though they may have, you know, painted Mickey on that silly Symphony Swings thing, I, I, I don't. I'm not huge on that. So... Okay, so which attraction do you think is underrated? Oh, gosh, this is hard, and I kept changing it in my head. Mark, <laughs> the Mark Twain. Okay. Oh, that's I nice just one. think it's a Very lovely good. ride that, that a story unfolds and you know, as you go around Rivers of America. Or the Columbia, and one or the other. I like both of them, too. And what about overrated? Utopia. Tear it out. <laughs> Wow. You're the one who's written to Disney. <laughs> it's you. You and Carol. You're too influential. Wait, is that going to happen due to some rumor or something? Uh, there is a rumor. There's a rumor. There's a rumor that they're going to take it out. Yep. Okay, any attraction that you've never been on but you want to go on it? Um, The Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. I want to take my granddaughter on that. I've never been in there. That would be nice. And which attraction have you never been on and you just won't go on it? Well, many of those carnival rides at Paradise Pier and, and, the, and like Nancy, those swinging buckets in Mickey's Fun Wheel. Those are awesome. Those are so much fun. What's um, your list? Quick, fast. Okay, quick for me. Um, absolutely must ride on is Pirates of the Caribbean. Love that. Um, Space Mountain. Another one and Haunted Mansion. I just I just love those rides. Ones I'm not huge on, not huge on the Astro Orbiters. <laughs> Don't like them. I always feel like I'm going to fall out. Um, that's basically it. I like everything else. Um, the one that I think's underrated, probably Little Mermaid. I went on it this past weekend, and it's such a cute attraction. 
And now that they've put kelp around Ariel so she doesn't look really freaky with her hair, um, it's really nice. Overrated? Can, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, can I say I finally found Mr. Limpet? Nice. <laughs> like, Do you guys know where he is? Yeah. 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 The only one? Yeah. Well, I didn't see him this last time. I was too busy looking at everything yeah, else. Yeah, sometimes I miss him. Yeah. I always look for him. Well, I didn't realize he was behind me. Yeah, you got to kind of... You have to turn around to look. Yep. Kind of like Buzz, Melvin, and... Right. Yeah. Like in the Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. yeah. He's not yeah. quite that difficult to see, but yeah. Yeah, you have to, re- you have to really look. The ride I've never been on, but I want to go on it. I've pretty much been on everything that I want to go overrated? on. What did what you say was oh, overrated? Overrated. I'm sorry. Overrated for me would be. I know you said fast. I'm, probably. Maybe Luigi's tires. <laughs> okay. If I have to pick one, mm-hmm. I think it's fine, but not not for a line longer than five minutes. Yep. Um, the ride, I, the ride that I've never ridden but won't. Um, there's nothing that I won't ride, so I'm number six is is a moot point. And, and you've ridden everything. I the ones I haven't ridden actually, um, I haven't ridden three of the rides in a Bugs Land because I didn't oh, have a okay. child. I've I've never been on the little ladybugs. Okay. And I've never been on the Chinese food. Too much. Oh, that was fun. Fun. Okay. Yeah, I throw up on that one. So you haven't done Flix Flyers? I haven't done Flix Flyers, and I haven't done what's the ladybug one? Yeah, um, uh, Francis's ladybug boogie. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done those two. I did the choo choo train. I thought it was cute, and I had no children to do the other ones. And usually, I'm looking at things and people and stuff. So I still haven't experienced all of Disneyland Resort. Oh wow. There, so. Probably those will be the two that, okay, I'll just say those are the two attractions I haven't been on, but I want to go on them. Cool. And they went. And um, so there is a thread where people have put in their the different attractions. I always find these threads kind of fun to, to read because everybody has a different idea of what they think. You know, like somebody said they've never been on the double-decker bus on Main Street, but they want to go on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read too much because we took a lot of time on this, but if you'd like to... Um, read the thread and also give your input on these six questions. Um, we're going to have the link in our show notes. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is also more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.